my number one fear has been your health because you traveled alone. And if you should get sick, who would be there to take care of you? Where in the world is Ellen? Hey guys, I am in Seattle, Washington. And the quote you heard before, that was from the Worries podcast. That's my mom. Um, But it's my topic for this one, which is healthcare and hospitals. Now, a lot of people, when they find out that I travel, they express the same concerns as my mom. Like, oh my God, well, what if something happens to you? Now, I've been to hospitals in foreign countries for small things like ear infections and the like, but I've never really been scared of them until this past January when I was admitted because I had a bad car accident. Now, I have this recording from that night, and there's a cuss word in it, but it's also really difficult to listen to. Like, really hard. I was... I was just terrified. Hey, I'm really scared. Apparently, apparently I'm bleeding in my, um, in my belly. Like, I'm, I'm losing blood. And um, I've been losing it now for about seven hours. And I feel fine. Apparently I look pale. And I have a really awesome bruise. Um, and I have to go to a bigger hospital. I'm not scared about any of that. Like, I'm not scared about surgery. I'm not scared about being cut open or being operated on or anything. I'm scared about the fucking bill. Like, that's... And it wasn't supposed to happen like this. Yeah, told you. Sorry about that. Um, But see, I didn't have insurance. And I was also unemployed. And I just came back from Africa where I had run out of money. And I heard this news and my whole life changed. And I knew that riding in an ambulance 55 miles away during a snowstorm while the highway was closed and then being gurneyed up to the progressive care unit, kept overnight, potentially undergoing surgery involving a spleen. And all of that was going to cost about the same as a small Pacific island with an army of pool boys and unlimited vats of rum. Like everything that I had become this wonder-lusting traveler, that was all going to have to stop. And I was going to have to find a desk job and sell my soul and work for the man and hate my life again, all because of one accident, because of one moment. Now, this isn't the point of a hospital. Normal people go to feel better, but hospitals just seem to have this bad stigma around them where people are scared of them. And no, I mean, just Google hospitals are scary and you'll get all sorts of blogs and horror stories and stuff like that. But I was scared at the cost. And even when you have insurance, you still have to fight with them and be on the phone a bunch, which is just dreadful. What about other countries? Are they scared of hospitals as much as me? And if so, what are they scared about? My Australian friend Damo told me about his near-death experience when his appendix burst. I could hear this guy down the, the hall that was just screaming. 
yeah, so I start concentrating on this guy screaming instead of in, instead of my pain, you know. And then uh, this nurse came in with this huge, like I think it was a twenty mil syringe, and they just gave me a an intramuscular morphine, and then I was able to relax a bit, and I realised that that was me screaming. <laughs> As I came back into my body, I was having an out-of-body experience. Now, Damo was in surgery. It was only supposed to be 40 minutes, but it lasted for eight hours. Anyway, he just said, you know, wherever you were, we couldn't get you back. Like, you just had to work on you for hours and hours and hours to get you back. And he said that, you know, one of his mates was like, come on, you know, it's Friday night. Let's go to the pub, call it in, you know. And, and this guy's like, no, nah, I've worked so many shifts with this guy. I know him. We're not letting him go. Then I was in hospital for 22 days after that. We'll get back to Damo in a second. I want to switch to my Canadian friend Sarah, whose dad went to the doctor because his skin was chronically dry, found out that his gallbladder needed to be taken out. And the surgery went fine, he was discharged, but apparently there was a complication. He had an infection, and then he had to be admitted. So they rushed him to Edmonton and through an ambulance. And ambulance, it's a three-hour drive, put him in a bed in one of the hospitals in Edmonton for a week. They monitored, put him on heavy-duty antibiotics, so forth, so forth. Do you believe they went back in and operated to remove the, uh, the, the infection? And he stayed there for a couple days. They transported him back to the Lloydminster Hospital, so back to his home hospital, three-hour ambulance ride, and he was admitted there for another week. Now, obviously, these countries don't have to deal with the fear of the cost. The cost was nothing. Um, I remember paying $18.60 for, what was it called, Uh, oxycodone. The entire bill to the family was nothing. It is covered under his on his Alberta health care plan and Canadian health plan. So what were they scared about? I mean, Dama almost died on the table. The thing I was scared of most was uh, the fact that I worked in the hospital, um, that people would recognize me. And Sarah's dad was being kept in the hospital under round-the-clock care for two weeks. I don't really, I think we were more concerned that dad would be okay, not necessarily worried that he would go into the hospital and never coming out. Johan is a citizen of South Africa and was a bystander of a car accident. Okay, so in December of 2003, I was involved in a motor vehicle accident. Um, they were on the scene immediately, and I got taken to a private hospital in Benoni, which was called the Sunshine Hospital, which I found quite ironic. Uh, I was in the hospital for three days. They needed to perform minor surgery on one of my um, one of my nostrils because uh, because of the accident, a piece of flesh actually tore out from the inside. Long, disgusting story short. The doctor came to check on me like three times a day. Uh, The nurses were also constantly checking on me. And the best part was every night at dinner time or every day at lunchtime, I got handed a menu because we actually had selection. The one night it was mac and cheese. The next night I had a burger. The third night it was uh, fish and chips. So that was actually, I hate hospitals, but as far as hospitals go, that was a quite pleasant stay. Um, 
that was my first and my last. I hope. So what was his cost? But we have this thing in South Africa called the Road Accident Fund. So if there are any motor vehicle accidents and a third person or third parties involved, they will actually assist with paying the funds. So my hospital stay, the physiotherapy that I had to go for, everything was paid for by the Road Accident Fund. I asked him if he was scared of anything, in like malpractice or the quality of his health care or anything. And I mean, he's a pretty standard, typical guy who doesn't really talk about his feels. But he said this. Definitely no sense of fear whatsoever, because I knew that obviously I was in a private hospital. It was educated, well-educated doctors that were there. So I didn't have any worries about any procedures not going the right way. Well, probably a good thing as well. Because one doesn't want to stay in a health facility and have overwhelming fear of what might go wrong. How about Nazine from Iran? She had a nose job, and true, this is an optional procedure, but she had a complication and she had to stay in the hospital for two months. And she said that it was really expensive. He paid 1,800,000 two months. Two months is the currency of. Money. That's about 650 U.S. dollars, or six months minimum wage pay. But she remembers the stay as being really pleasant, except for one nurse. But uh, I think uh, one of them uh, was a little, mm, uh, a little bad, or something like that. And um, because of, because I think uh, he, she tired uh, because of um, lots of work in the days. All right. So far, people are afraid of normal things. Embarrassment, long-term health, grumpy nurses. But what about an American perspective in a developing country? Cue Alex, an American who lives and works in China. One morning, she split her toe open on an escalator and was pleading all over. But no one really seems to care. Um, And she doesn't call an ambulance. You know, the rule kind of in China is you don't call 120, which is the the ambulance is because it takes longer to get there and it costs money, right? So I got in a taxi, uh, kept a straight face, bled all in the back of the taxi, and I get to the local hospital. On this day, the waiting room was completely crowded with the injured and sick. People on stretchers. Just laying there and you're like, okay, this is interesting, but just kind of like, you know, it's, it's, they move people in and out, and they're used to having people come in all the time. So Alex gets quickly triaged and seen by a doctor. Then you go to the doctor, then they tell you what you need, then you go to the cashier, and you pay for one thing, and you bring it back, and they do another service, and then you pay for the next thing, and they do that service. So you're never going to kind of escape without paying. In total, she ended up paying something like $200 U.S. for her uninsured emergency. And in one of these transactions, she got a numbing agent, but she didn't realize it until the doctor was shoving a needle up her foot without describing what he was doing. And then... And before it's completely numb, he starts stitching up my foot because turns out the skin on the bottom of my foot, on my big toe, is just hanging open. So he just starts stitching it up. But the bad thing is, the skin isn't all numb yet. So I'm feeling like these sharp pains as this guy is just digging in my foot and I'm screaming bloody murder, all kinds of curse words, down the hall, you can hear me yelling in English because I've just stopped speaking Chinese at that point. Okay, okay, okay. So this is it. 
Alex, you were scared, right? Like horrified, right? But, you know, all in all, it was a pretty decent experience. Like it wasn't comfortable, but I got affordable care really fast. Um, And that was kind of cool. Hmm. Hmm. When I when I asked her if she was scared of anything, she replied with in the US that you know, I'm actually scared to go to the doctor. I mean, I think unlike the US though, I was scared of getting an infection from the hospital. And I think several times when I've gone to hospitals, I've been afraid of getting infection from the facilities. Okay, I got a little validation there. At least I'm not the only one with my fear of US doctors. So spoiler, there's not really a point to this podcast, but I couldn't help but notice something. No one I interviewed, no one in this podcast was scared of the doctors or the nurses themselves. Like the people with your hands inside body cavities and the ones that are actually doing the work, no one was scared of them. Those people could like kill you at any minute, especially in America where xenophobia runs totally rampant. You would think that we would be scared of the doctors, but we're not. We're scared of other things. I don't know. That gives me a lot of hope. Thanks to Alex Gillian, Johan Bota, Sarah Warrington, Nazin Nazi, and Damien Clem for helping me with this podcast. Thanks to Regional West Hospital in Scottsbluff, Nebraska for taking care of me back in January. Thanks to Robin Giannatasio Mall for being my soundboard. You're amazing. Thanks to Guillote and Peter Biederman for their music contribution. Thanks, Mom, for just being my mom. And thank you, audience, for listening. I appreciate you. And as always, you can visit my blog if you want more updates and stories. It's lnlurie.com. And you can always email me too, ln.lurie at yahoo.com. And I don't know, give me your comments. Give me your likes, your dislikes things that I need to do more of. I always like feedback, so give me more. Or I'll just see you next time.